Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another edition of the SC Time Sports Report podcast. My name is Zach Dwyer, and joining me as he does every week is fellow sports reporter Brian Mosley. Brian, how are we doing on this Wednesday? We're back to our normal recording schedule, kind of. We still we have a couple sports that have happened. We were even at a game together um, last Friday night, so things are feeling a little bit more normal this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely a little different without high school sports and, and such, but um, yeah, like you said, able to go cover a few of the, those college games and got some turkey in my stomach after the nice holiday weekend. And uh, yeah, feeling more alive and ready to go. You know, December is rolling around and that means we're only, what, 23 days till Christmas. So not bad. Yeah, who's counting? Um, but yeah, no, you were and you could actually like taste the Thanksgiving. Like, yeah, it was COVID, great. You, could, you remember what that was like. So that's good. Got to eat some pumpkin pie. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Just like savor it in my mouth. <laughs> so we've, so it's been, yeah, like we said, last Friday we were at St. Cloud State women's hockey um, together. We'll talk about that a little bit too. And also last night the St. Cloud State men's team kicked off their season with kind of a, a dramatic win that I was able to to watch and report on and hear from some of the, the players and Coach Brett Larson after the game in a press conference. So um, the first part of the pod today we're going to talk about both those teams kind of starting their uh, years off with wins. We'll talk a little bit about the games themselves and also a little bit of season preview from uh, both D1 hockey teams. And then second part of the show to wrap up, we'll talk a little bit about kind of some odds and ends, a couple of high school news and notes of a couple of things coming up that Brian will talk about and also a project that um, kind of winter and December theme that he's going to be working on that will also uh, be taking up some of our time that's not sports related during the rest of this month. So that'll be fun to to touch on too near the end of the show. But I think the place to start is with men's hockey, um, St. Cloud State. So for people that aren't aware, they're playing. Um, it was originally 10. One of the games got canceled. So now nine games in 20 days now down in Omaha, Nebraska. And in the pod. In the pod, yes. In the NCHC. <laughs> they're kind of – they're not calling it a bubble like the NBA did and MLS and a couple other teams. But um, they're going with pod. Is, apparently that's the cool new thing to call them. But – um, they're playing with they're playing with seven other teams that are in their conference um, they're all down there they're staying at I think it was four hotels all kind of right around uh, Baxter arenas where they're playing every game where uh, Omaha plays their games who's one of the teams and um, yeah it's there's tons there've been tons of precautions beforehand teams were getting um, tested three times a week before they went down they had to get tested um, the day before they left when they got there um, and now they're kind of, it seems like everything's really going well to plan. Um, Colorado College is the only team that had to cancel any games. That was because they got COVID about exactly two weeks before um, the pod was about to start. So they canceled their first game or two because they weren't able to practice those weeks. They wanted to make sure they were ready. So they had to reschedule a couple games. But otherwise, um, it seems to be going really well so far. Four teams played yesterday. St. Cloud was one of those teams. Um, 
and I've, I'm pretty impressed that it's, it's been working well so far, all things it looks like. Yeah, no, I mean, I know you were kind of talking about how St. Cloud State kind of did their own little quarantine before heading down there. And um, I guess, uh, I mean, ultimately probably a good call with just the one team that, that didn't, wasn't able to have their games right at the beginning, but um, yeah, no, definitely, definitely an interesting, I mean, when you're not going to college classes anymore and going in person, why not make form a pod and have this opportunity to play some games and give the fans a little bit of an opportunity to watch these guys play. But I mean, I'm sure it's a little bit of a different environment and you can probably talk more about this since you covered them last night, but um, I'm sure it's a little bit more of a interesting environment, just not having fans and having kind of more of a um, neutral site in a sense um, for these games, but definitely a, a good, a good game to start off the, the season for the Huskies last night, I guess. What did you kind of see from that? And since you were kind of reporting it last night, yeah, you know, on the the atmosphere, it is a bit different. Kind of most of them just said, as you would kind of expect athletes to say, that once you kind of start playing, that you don't really notice it that much. Obviously, you have to um, create your own energy a little bit more. You have to to focus in. You can't really rely on the crowd or others um, to pick you up in situations. So while that is different, it seems like once you get on the ice, you're really just focused. There's so much you're already thinking about and trying to comprehend that the lack of fans didn't rank too high, it seems. But um yeah otherwise I mean they had a really good effort they won four to three after scoring two goals in the third period to come back from behind um Kyler Kupka he got his first goal of his career he's a junior he scored with about six minutes left to tie it and then um with barely 30 seconds to go Nick Perbix he kind of took it from the defense zone he passed it to Michael Micah Miller who's another junior forward um passed it back to Perbix who he's a junior defender and he just kind of got a tip on it um, when ricocheted off the goalie, one of the Western Michigan defenders, they went to kind of swat the puck away because there was someone, um, another forward from St. Cloud just chasing right behind them. They tried to swat it down and they swat just straight into the goal, like completely. Like it almost, it was so just kind of weird. It almost looked intentional because it's like, well, that can't, there's no way it would work that well, even if you couldn't have tried to knock it in the goal that easily. Um, but that happened with 32 seconds left that game, the even though he was the one that fired the shot. He didn't have a whole lot to do with it going in, but um, Perbix got the goal on that one for his, I think it was his third game-winning goal of his career. Um, he had one each um, game-winning goal, set a lot more goals, but one each his freshman and sophomore year too. But yeah, it was it was just a really kind of weird sudden end of the game. I was, you know, kind of prepping to to for the game to go to overtime to see what would kind of happen there. There's some different overtime rules this year too. Um, with three on three being implemented more. So I was kind of excited to see that happen. And we didn't get it because the Huskies. They you're gonna have to wait. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we're going to have to wait, like you said, a little longer. But no, just it was a good effort from them. Um, a team in Western Michigan who, funny enough, they were supposed to play in their NCHC quarterfinals last year before COVID hit um, and canceled everything. And I think that was supposed to be a four versus, I don't know if that was a four, five, or a three, six. I think it was a four, five matchup last year. Um, so, I mean, there, there were two teams already kind of evenly matched. They were St. Cloud State was predicted to be fourth and Western Michigan was fifth in the preseason poll. So, and it kind of lived up to that. Two teams that they're going to play a ton of times this year because um, they're both in the same division. They split the teams into divisions. So after, you know, you play a lot of these teams in the pod, they're going to be playing a couple teams twice um, that they're not going to see again the rest of the year. And then there's going to be three teams they're going to play six times each between – 
January and March. And they're already playing Western Michigan, I think, twice in the pod, too. So they're going to play them eight times this year, which is is nuts considering how many times they're only going to play two, a couple of these. So, yeah, a team they're going to be very familiar with. I think there's going to be a lot of close matchups, and I think these teams are going to be really tired of each other by January. <laughs> well, and I know I know, I got a little laugh out of it from your story at Honesty Times this morning, but um, you were talking to St. Cloud State head coach Brett uh, Brett Larson, and he was just saying, yeah, I mean, honestly, I had no idea what was going on at the end. I just saw people, I saw people like cheering and, and kind of like running into each other and celebrating and such. And he's like, well, I guess we won. So, um, so that was, that was kind of fun to, fun to read. And um, yeah, if you haven't had a chance, go on to sctimes.com and check out that story. It's a little bit of a longer one, but definitely worth a read because there was a lot of stuff that happened last night, especially to open up the season. So, but I guess, I mean, for, for you, I know you've been able to talk to some of these players before they got into their whole quarantine and, and into the pod. But I guess, what can fans expect to see from this team this year? I know, you know, obviously Husky hockey is a huge thing around this area and hockey in general is a huge thing around this area. Um, is it going to be a good season or is it is it going to be kind of uh, an interesting one? Yeah, it's, I think it's going to be a better season than last year unless – and other, unless there's something like injuries or things just not clicking this year, I'd be really surprised if they didn't up that win total a lot from last year. Um, last year was just so different with the previous year than being number one in the country for long stretches, losing so many, um, losing seniors, losing guys that declared for NHL that are already playing in the NHL now. So they just had so much talent that year that had to be replaced. And the only thing you can really rotate, replace talent with sometimes is experience. And a lot of these guys got it last year. Um, you know, St. Cloud State, they lost just a handful of seniors. I think it was only five, if I remember correctly. Um, and everyone else came back. They didn't have anyone to clear for um, the NHL. They signed pro contracts that were juniors or sophomores. So um, they have a squad that's played together a lot that's back. They're, they added in a couple grad transfers, too. Um, just a couple freshmen, a pretty small freshman class because of how many guys are back. Um, so, I mean, they have Easton Brodzinski. He's the leading scorer. He's back this year after leading the team, uh, with 27 points last year. Um, Sam Hentges is back as well. Um, he scored, he had 24 points and a lot of points really early on in the year too. Um, so be, he had some injuries last year too. So it'll be exciting to see if he can kind of up that scoring total too. And then just kind of down on the line everywhere from there, they had, you know, almost 10, uh, 10 freshmen that are now sophomores. They call them the wave of babies last year was what they usually were on Twitter. Um, and now they're a year older, a lot more experienced. They all played last year quite a bit. Um, and some were contributing yesterday too. So, I mean, yeah, there's just, there's a lot of things to be happy about. I know they talked as many hockey players do. They talked about getting faster. They talked about wanting to be quicker this year. They think they, um, they kind of lacked on that a little last year. They weren't able to kind of um, go on the rush as much or get behind other teams. They were able to do that a lot last night. Um, if they were able to bury some chances, I think they could have won that game by two, three, four goals. Um, just because Western Michigan, they also had their starting goalie go down in the second period. Um, and he wasn't able to come back. And it looked weird injury was also, and he, it looked like he just went to kind of turn and reposition himself and he went down um, and wasn't able to return. So, I mean, they were able to take advantage a little bit of, inexperienced in goal for the Broncos. Um, so, yeah, I, I think if they can bury some of those chances, uh, take advantage of that, use some of their experience, I think they're going to be a really dangerous team in the conference this year. Yeah, definitely. No, I know, I know when I came, came in in January, um, 
I think they they swept uh, UND one weekend. They beat Denver like one weekend, um, and it was like, wow, okay, these guys are on a roll. And of course, obviously, wasn't able to to finish out the season um, with that with COVID kind of hitting the hitting the country. But um, definitely a good start for these Huskies to start off the season. And you know, I think it'll be also kind of interesting to see how they play in the in the pod with you know some newer teams that you know, aren't in the same, aren't in the same division as, uh, as, as the Huskies. And I think it'll, I think it'll be kind of fun to just be able to see what, what's in store and, and be able to see how they interact with all these different teams right from the get go before they actually have to play those very long series <laughs> with, with familiar teams around the area. That's for sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, last year they started two, six and four and they ended up finishing 13, 15 and six. So they really turned it around after that. Um, like you said, five wins over top 10 teams um, and those nine sophomores, they really did. I mean, freshmen last year, now sophomores really did find their groove. Um, and yeah, they just, like I said, they have that depth at basically every line. Now, a lot of guys with that experience, I think you can't, can't say enough about that. And it's, it's going to be really interesting to see if those guys can continue to take steps. Um, like we talked about before this podcast, I mean, they had four different guys score last night Um and Kupka was his first career goal, even after playing, um, I think, double-digit games last year. So, I mean, people are just continuing to improve, find their moments. Um, and it's been really it's been really fun to see. And it's they played Denver um, Saturday night. It's their next game at 8 o'clock. Um, if you want to watch it, you can get a subscription to TV. That's how I'm watching all the games. Um, and that, I, they have really good coverage, some really good announcers, too. And yeah, it was it was weird to to cover it remotely like that and have Zoom press conferences after to talk to the people, but it's, I know that's gonna it's gonna seem a lot more normal as as we go on here. And I think by the time we get later in the year, hopefully that we can have some fans um, in January when when Huskies return to campus and they're playing at home. Um, I'm hoping that in Herbrook National Hockey Center there can be a couple people in there um, to make it feel a little bit more of a home atmosphere, but. I think the players are going to be really used to it by the end of the pod. Yeah, definitely. Or you can do what I do. Go on uh, Twitter and follow Zach throughout the entire night and uh, get the free subscription of it, you know, to be quite honest. So, well, and especially with, since NCHC's, you know, they're have, you know, a specific crew doing all the games and they're broadcasting every game and they're all there. Um, I mean, they're posting video highlights just a couple of like minutes after the goal, even the same minute of the goal, almost all the replays of the goals which is really cool. And um, especially me even trying to, you can watch it live on a stream, but then sometimes you miss a lot. Being able to look back at those replays is really fun. Um, yeah. So yeah, they're, they're doing a really cool job with all that. Um, and yeah, it's, I think it's going to be a, especially if you're a hockey fan, especially if you like division one hockey, I mean, you can't ask for much more than there's games. I think other than Mondays, I think there's games every single day for the next three weeks. So wow. sometimes two to three in one day. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a hockey fan's dream, especially if you're in this part of the country. Yeah, definitely. No, I would definitely suggest getting it if you, if you want to, otherwise you can definitely follow Zach. He'll be putting up updates. Um, he gets to do his normal job again, which is kind of fun for him. So weird. It's um, very weird, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely be checking out his stuff and then check out sctimes.com. Um, unfortunately we won't be having any galleries of these Husky uh, games for the next uh, nine games, but once they get back to, back to home and um, we can be able to go out to um, go out to St. Cloud state's campus. It'll be, it'll be nice to be able to have those galleries again and give Dave something to do, you know? 
No kidding. Yeah, I know. He, he does love shooting his Husky hockey. And yeah, I mean, one, one fun thing for me, a lot of times I'm writing in those games. He's the one shooting photos. We kind of flipped the script this last Friday night when we both went to, um, we were at the Herb for the game um, for St. Cloud State women. They opened their season against MSU Mankato. Um, you were the one writing the words on this one. It was the first time you've ever been there to cover a game too. Um, so I'm glad you did get to do that kind of fun for you to, like you said, you haven't written about college sports what since you were at Iowa State since you worked in Woodbury before so I mean it's yeah it was probably pretty weird for you yeah no it was it was funny they were giving me stats every period and I was like wait a minute I don't actually have to like write these down I you guys give them to me you don't have to harass an assistant coach to look at the scorebook <laughs> after the game <laughs> which I appreciate if the coaches are hearing I yes. those stats um but no yeah it was just it was fun I yeah the last time I covered a college sports event was May of 2018. So it's been a hot second since I've, I've covered any um, college sports. So definitely fun to, to get out there and, and obviously a really nice win for the Huskies to start off the season. Yeah. To get that one, nothing win was kind of huge for them. They weren't able to sweep the series. They lost four to two the following night, but all things considered, I mean, can't ask for much more. They had the bare minimum amount of players you can have to field the team, 15 skaters and two goalies. Um, half I think at least half of which were freshmen or sophomores um they're missing a couple upperclassmen that um I think were still out because of the COVID precautions um I don't know if they um they were still there's a lot of steps you have to take when I talked to coach Steve McDonald last week and also earlier this week that you know first you pass first you're negative for COVID then you have to do the return to play protocol you have to get past you have to it's a physician has to approve it then you and then also there's the factor of not okay you don't practice for a week or two you can't really just throw them out on the ice and expect them to play in a WCHA game with how high of a level it is so um yeah they were they were missing their starting goal goaltender too but um we thought I thought that was going to be a big factor and as you saw from the game their freshman goalie stepped up great yeah no they they um they had freshman uh Sani Ahola um she was just unbelievable she's from Finland um, and honestly, like everybody was kind of, when you were talking to the coaches and the players after the game, they were kind of saying, you know, this is, this wasn't anything surprising. Like she's been doing this. It's just that we have a really good senior goal goaltender that usually gets the spotlight to be quite honest. So, um, I, I know for Steve McDonald, he was very happy with her performance. Um, but this was an expectation. This was something that he was expecting her to do. Um, and she came out and was a rock star. I mean, she, she finished the game with, I think it was 33 saves um, overall or 37 saves, 37 saves on the night. Um, and just unbelievable performance by her being able to get the shutout to win as well. Um, a really strong defensive performance, even though, you know, like you said, a handful of people missing due to um, what seems to be the COVID-19 protocols and such. Um but there was at least, I think, seven scratches from that from the game, and um, yeah. So I mean, definitely, definitely not ideal to open up your season that way. Um, but a lot of perseverance and a lot of uh, a lot of hard work was able to be shown. And um, on top of it, you know, just being able to have um, Allie Cornelius, who's a St. Cloud native, she scored the only goal for the Huskies, and um, she apparently broke out, broke like a ten year mark. Um, I know you were working on a feature story on that, that just got posted online. Um, I think it was yesterday or today, 
So, um, but that one, that was kind of interesting to read too, because I think it's been, what, what did you say? Like 3000 days or like 3,900 something days, almost 4,000 days. And <laughs> that's a nice little journalism truth. You're like 10 years. You're like, Whoa, that sounds long. If you say days, then people are like, Whoa, that's Whoa. really, long. <laughs> even if it's the same amount of time, that's, that's a little trick for you at home, but yeah, now, no, we, just, now we just move it into seconds. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you're like, Whoa, it's been, how yeah. long? <laughs> problem is you don't realize like even if there's an off season that's like 200 something days you tack off tack yeah. on right there. but besides that point yeah it's been really long um yeah the last time they had only i went through all the like hockey stats book that they have online which is really great from st cloud state that was having a you know, hundred something page just history of the entire program and the only other previous player who's actually from who had St. Cloud list as their hometown was Holly Roberts. She played 10 years ago for the Huskies. Um, and she finished as the second most uh, leading scorer in program history. She had 126 points. So she scored a lot of goals throughout her time. This was Allie's first goal, but um, the very last goal that Holly scored was um, I think WCHA playoffs of 2010 when that was the year the Huskies had their best ever finish in the WCHA. So um, and then no one had, no one has played for them since from St. Cloud. Alice was her junior year. Um, she played in one game her freshman year and nine or sophomore year. Um, but she'd had a couple shots, but no goals yet. Um, played for the icebreakers and he's a cathedral grad. And yeah, it was, it was really fun to just talk to her yesterday about just what that meant to her being from St. Cloud and also, um, just getting that first goal and support. And even though her family wasn't there to see it, who, was a big support for her um, and her passion for hockey and took her to a lot of games at St. Cloud State growing up for men's and women's. Um, she's just been really happy. She's able to, to get that first goal and play at the level of Division One WCHA, which is one of the best in the country. Yeah, no, and, and I know talking to McDonald after the game, he, he basically said um, he's, hoping, he's hoping to get a lot of players back um, for next weekend, um, but obviously they got to go through the protocols and such, and like you said, protocols are a little bit more vigorous than, uh, are you feeling okay? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll see, we'll see who is a scratch and who's able to play next week. And, um, but I think it's also a good sign that you have that depth kind of like what you were saying with, with the men's hockey team is you have that depth, you have that ability to know that there's going to be, um, there's going to be people that can step up and, and take charge if, if things actually, you know, don't go the way that you're hoping it would. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I just laughed because um, during, because we had Zoom call press conference as well after, after the women's hockey game and um, Allie Cornelius was saying that their celebrating song is Eeny Meeny by uh, Justin Bieber and Sean Kingston. And they were just jamming out in the locker room uh, (laughs) after winning that game on, on Friday night. And um, I just took me back to like when I was back in like, I think middle school or high school. Yeah. <laughs> so, and everybody was, and, going and crazy some of them are even younger. Some of them are younger than us too, by a couple of years. So <laughs> it's kind of surprising, but yeah. yeah, it's, it was just fun to see Emma Pelusny, who's the senior goalie. She had over 1100 saves set a um, St. Cloud state record last year. It, it sounds like she, along with possibly everyone else is going to be back. He said yesterday, when I talked to him, um, they're kind of crossing their fingers, hoping every, if everything goes to plan, they'll have everyone back. Um, they play up in Duluth this weekend on Friday and Saturday, who's number six in the country. So it's going to be even a step up in competition. Um, but St. Cloud State, they only won two of their, I think, I can't remember if it was 23 or 24 conference games last year. Um, so to already get that first win, I know it's just going to be 
big for their confidence and big going forward, knowing they can do that when they're down um, backs against the wall and a lot of young faces. So um, I think it couldn't have gone much better for them. It would have been better, obviously, if they could get a sweep, come back, but Mankato, it seemed like came back. They were uh, just really committed that second night to, to get that win. And they were able to get a four, two win in the second game of the series. Definitely. No, no, definitely a fun one. I, I, I did appreciate going out there because it was fun to kind of get that whole college roots back again and being able to, to be a part of the, the college scene a little bit too. So. Yeah. So that's good to see. So like we said, um, the men's team, they're going to be playing Saturday night, 8.05 PM, I believe is puck drop. And then for the women's team, they're going to be up in Duluth 6.07 PM on Friday and then 3.07 PM on Saturday. Why 07? Do we know? I try to remember. I know at River Falls, which that's where I'm from, they're a big hockey school too. They they loved them in 07 start time. I think a lot of the time it is because – I'm not sure. Sometimes it's because of, um, I think, broadcasting. They like to have that couple minutes. It's kind of uh, like how baseball always starts at like 7.07 p.m. Yeah, yeah. In the MLB, it's like they like to have that like five minutes of pregame yeah. before the first pitch or first – I just, I just saw like 6.07 I was like, what? Why? Why do we have an 07? Like, I know. B08 has to be 07. <laughs> and trust me, they're like on the dot. Like, it is dropping the second, yes. second hand hits. It really it's, is. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think, I think that's what's up with that. So, yeah, those are um, women's. They still have, after this, I think they have one more scheduled series against Bemidji State the following weekend. They don't know their um, schedule for the second half of the year. I know what's weird about their conference, too, is that. Four of the teams are from the NSIC, which is a Division II conference, and then three of the teams are in the Big Ten, which is Division I, and their testing protocols are different than um, the Division II schools' protocols, so I think they're still trying to figure that out for the second half of the year and when those teams are going to cross over and start playing each other, um, but they're kind of sticking within their own little segments so far, it seems like, and that seems to be working well. St. Cloud State had their first series canceled, but other than that, I don't think the WCHA has had any um, series canceled for women, so Seems to be working, and we can hope and kind of cross our fingers and hope these teams just can continue to play and be COVID-free because um, it's, it's nice to see someone being able to play sports right now. Yeah, definitely. Well, great. Well, yeah, so that should wrap up um, our hockey coverage for the first uh, part of the show. So we're going to take a quick break. we come back. We're going to touch on some high school sports and some other odds and ends. And welcome back to the SC Times Sports Report podcast. Uh, we're going to finish up the show today. Just There's a lot of odds and ends, different high school stuff that's going to be coming up um, and a couple other things we wanted to hit on before the show wraps up. Brian, what do you think are the main things you want to mention first? Yeah, so I think the, the main things from for high school-wise, obviously we're still on this four-week pause, so no activities can actually happen. Um, basically, it's all Zoom calls and such. And it's been kind of fun going on Twitter because they – a lot of the coaches are taking pictures of the um, zoom calls and showing everybody doing all their workouts and stuff in their garages and stuff. So that's been kind of fun to see, but, um, but yeah, uh, volleyball and football wrapped up maybe a couple of weeks ago. So they're finishing up their all conference um, lists as well as all district, um, all district lists as well. So um, those, 
those two are going to be wrapping up here pretty quick and probably should have a story out later on this week with those. And then we'll, we'll definitely discuss them on the podcast next week um, for sure. Um, but yeah, other than that, Minnesota state high school league is meeting up next or tomorrow on Thursday. We're recording this on a Wednesday um, and they're having their, you know, I think it's quarterly or every, every couple of months they have a board board of directors meeting. And this one I think is going to be kind of talking more about um, what's going to happen after this pause is done. Um, I know there's a lot of coaches that are, kind of, you know, on Twitter and different things like that, that have said that they really hope that they don't get, because it seems like there's a potential, I mean, with Christmas and new year's happening right after this pause is done, it wouldn't shock me. I'm not confirming any news or anything like that, but wouldn't shock me if, um, if things get extended until after new year's, just based on the fact of the numbers in, in Minnesota. Um, but I know a lot of coaches are hoping that that's not the case um, regarding high school sports and they're able to start practicing right away because otherwise the main part with, with that is that you have to have at least two weeks of getting ready, um, practicing all of that type of stuff, especially for some of these sports like hockey. I mean, hockey players can't go on the ice right now because mm-hmm. the, the ponds outside are you, you drown. Uh, <laughs> And if you, and you can't go into like the Mac because they're not being allowed to be, be able to have free skating. So, um, so you're kind of, I mean, you can't skate right now. So it's a lot of just getting yourself conditioned wise, ready to go for the season. So you got to get at least two weeks of practice in, and then you can start playing games. Well, if you get to start right after this pause is done, your first games will be pretty much right after the new year's new year's day weekend. Um, But if you can't, and they pause it until after New Year's Day. Then you're looking at like Martin Luther King week is when you're going to be kind of starting up sports, which obviously a lot of these section tournaments and such start happening like right in, in the beginning of February. And it continues to trickle down throughout the month of February. So you're not going to have a whole lot of games. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how things unfold. And, and that's what they're going to be talking about at the Minnesota State High School League Board of Directors meeting. Um, they're also going to be discussing um, – state tournament models. Not exactly sure what that means, um, but it's going to, it's in their discussion items. Um, So they're, you know, who knows, maybe they're talking about next year's state tournament models, um, but they also could maybe be talking about winter or the spring this year. Um, The big thing that's going to be discussed at least discussed right now, but um, could be talked about more in their next meeting in February is classifications and section placements, because Every two years, they replace they replace the sections um, and kind of do a whole new format and model. Doesn't really change a whole lot for a lot of schools. Usually, um, usually they stay in the same section and such. But um, every once in a while, certain teams get moved to different places depending on enrollment and things. So, and there's going to be um, new classifications just because different sports are adding another class to their. Um, state tournament um, schedule and such. So it's definitely going to be a a very uh, weird summer in the sense of just having a lot of different placements and new, new teams and different classes, new teams and different sections. So we'll, we'll obviously keep you updated on that, but those are kind of the big highlights heading into tomorrow's meeting. So I'll be kind of interested to see how all of that kind of shapes out um, as we get ready for, hopefully the start of winter sports towards the end of December. 
Yeah, that would be nice to see too. And yeah, it will be interesting to see. I know that it, there is going to be some discussion on possibly doing winter state tournaments this year, spring state tournaments, um, what that could look like. I'm sure they're going to put out, a, put out a lot of scenarios because we don't even know when the season's going to start back up again. So I don't even really know how you can start to make models when you don't even have to start. Dick, but I guess we'll see. Brian will, Brian will be all over that tomorrow. So um, he'll be covering that on Thursday here. And um, on this Wednesday afternoon too, um, depends on when this podcast hits you. The game might have already started. But one thing to note is former Apollo player Lariah Washington for Eastern Illinois. They're playing at uh, Minnesota today against the Gophers. I think I saw the Gophers only have seven healthy players because of COVID. Or they only have that many to play. So could be interesting. Lariah, she starts for Eastern Illinois. She was uh, freshman of the year in the conference last year. And she also, I think, was their leading scorer in the first game too. So um that game might have already happened by the time you catch us. If not, kind of find the highlights or see what happens because um, she just continues to do really impressive things at the D1 level. Definitely, definitely. And I guess the last thing that um, I think we wanted to kind of mention um, was there's um, my holiday project is going to be kind of kicking off now starting this week. And um, the title of the project is um, Crushing Cabin Fever. Um, so that's kind of the – the main, the main thing. So if you see that familiar name, that's just the project that I'm working on. Basically, we're just going to be focusing on um, how to get this community together because COVID's taken a lot out of us. I mean, got restaurants closed. We got gyms closed. We got a lot of festivities that usually happen during the winter time that are all closed. Um, and it seems like there's really not much to do in the winter anymore. Um, and especially when we have no snow right now, which not going to complain, but it's very weird not to have snow out here right now. So throws a little bit of a wrench in winter planning. Too. A little <laughs> bit. Yeah. A little bit. So, um, and when it's this warm, like the, the lakes aren't, aren't um, solid yet for ice fishing or anything like that. So there's just a lot of pause right now in, in, in the community. And I'm hoping this project just allows people to get together again and be able to do fun things, maybe not physically together, but, you know, being able to be there as a community again. And um, so whether that's, you know, uh, like this upcoming weekend, I'm going to be going out to a couple tree farms and just seeing what those are like. I, I know for me personally, I always loved going out there as a kid um, back in the cities where I grew up. And um, it was, it was a lot of fun to just go down there, cut your own tree, have some hot chocolate and kind of reminisce a little bit. Um, so um, that'll be my first stop this upcoming week. And then um then maybe be heading out to a couple of Christmas lights and um, light shows around the area with different houses that um, do their, do really good um, lighting, light shows and such. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically the, the whole point is, is I want your guys's responses and, and ideas. I mean, if you have a really cool recipe that you want, that you've been dying to give out, I mean, regardless of this project, I want it. Like, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I'm just using the project as an excuse. I mean, mm-hmm definitely send it my way. Um, but, and then, you know, if there's any fun things that you've seen outside, you know, whether that's a nice walk around a certain park or, you know, a nice, a nice uh, trail that you've been able to see, or, you know, just different traditions. Everybody has, it seems like everybody has their different winter traditions, whether it's Christmas related, holiday related, new year's related, or just winter. Um, seems like everybody kind of has their different things that they do. So share them to me. Um, there's going to be something going out in the paper tomorrow. Um, on Thursday, 
And then there's also going to be um, a story online and it's going to have my contact info. Just shoot me an email, shoot me a call, be happy to talk more about these different things and, and learn more about it. Because for me, this is my first uh, time being in St. Cloud for the holidays. And um, it's kind of funny because when I first came in here, everybody was talking about the summer festivities that you guys have in St. Cloud and how amazing they are. And that was completely ruined <laughs> due to COVID. And so now it seems like the winter time, everybody's talking about all these fun things that are happening in St. Cloud and they're not happening anymore. So hopefully, you know, 2025, we can get over to the fact of being able to have some parties again. So, um, but yeah, no, it's just a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to kind of getting this started and getting the ball rolling. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, make sure to look out for that. Give Brian any ideas that that come to mind or that are traditions for you guys. And then lastly, the thing we're going to touch on um, is our boss, Randy Krebs. He um, just yesterday was his last day, the St. Cloud times. I know Brian's doing it. You can't see it, but he's doing a tear face on, um, on zoom. Yeah. He'd been here for 33 years, which um, if you put our ages together, it is longer, but <laughs> he's been working here longer than both of us have been born um, much longer than both of us have been born. So um, yeah, like we said, yesterday was his last day. He's been our sports boss uh, for both of us. I think he took over that role about two or three years ago. He's um, had a lot of different editing roles and different um, jobs throughout those 30 plus years. But yesterday was his last day. So it's going to be it's going to be tough moving on. But we both really appreciate kind of the work he's done for us and how he's helped us and, and kind of pushed us to be better journalists in our, our short amount of time here. Yeah, no, I mean, technically, he's the engagement editor for the St. Cloud Times, but he had, wears a lot of different hats and um, he's been, he's won plenty of awards while being at the St. Cloud times with his editorial writing and different things like that. And um, that doesn't, I, I mean, that only t- shows you the work that he's been able to do, but uh, out of the scenes, he's been just an amazing person overall. I mean, you know, whether that's, you know, just shooting me a call during the, during the week to see how I'm doing or, you know, having our one-on-one meetings or, you know, I will say there were a couple times, especially with the Jack Smith project where we butted heads sometimes <laughs> supposed to do. So, yep. um, so I know I do appreciate his help and um, he's definitely made me into a better journalist. I've only been here for, what is it? 10 months. My goodness. We're almost hitting, hitting a year. Wow. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've only been here for 10 months, but I mean, just the relationship that I've formed with Randy um, has been really good. And um even though it's sad to see him leave, there's quite a bit of really good talent around here with, um, you know, Dave on photo and, and Lisa and Anna being able to kind of step into that editor role um, for all of us and such. Um, it'll be, it, it, it won't, it won't be the same in the sense of just being able to shoot him a message and say hi and such and have our weekly meetings, but um, should still go normal or normally as planned. So, but no, we will we'll definitely miss you, Randy. And, looking forward to keeping in touch as we, as we get, as we get into the next year or so. And hopefully we can, we, we were trying to do like a send off for them. And with this whole COVID stuff, you can't go out to a bar and just like have a good time. So, um, so we'll definitely get together and, and have some dinner and, and be able to celebrate normally, hopefully soon. Yeah. And that makes Dave our new boss, which I, I told him yesterday that we're kind of like the two sons that he never had. And he didn't, <laughs> He didn't laugh very hard at that. So that was there's an eye roll too. Yeah. There's an eye roll and maybe a smirk. Um, so I think he thought it was funny, but he doesn't want to tell me it's funny. Uh, 
<laughs> Stan so, Brown first. <laughs> so that's his new. He was an editor for many years before he was our our main photographer here. So um, it'll be fun to work with him even more. But yeah, it's um, it'll be different, like you said. But it's going to somewhat be business as usual still, um, and we're going to keep keep on rolling here. But yeah, I think that about wraps up the podcast for today. So once again, it's a little different this week. Like we said, a lot of hockey talk, a lot of other stuff. Um, but that's going to kind of be what it is for the next week. So I'm sure we're going to take a week or two off probably around the holidays with a couple of us out on PTO, but we'll at least have one or two more uh, before Christmas here, I'd say, where we just kind of continue to discuss any and all sports news and otherwise going around uh, St. Cloud while we're still on this high school pause. So once again, thank you for tuning in this week and we'll see you again next time.